Hey, this is Cartoon Joe, and you are listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Are you into comics and cool stuff, or did you like to be? Well, if so, go on and check out our guys over at waywardraven.com. If you haven't been there, you should. Great stuff, novelties, gear, comics, and uh, just a bunch of cool guys. So check them out at waywardraven.com. Use our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard to get a certain amount of money off your purchase. Check them out today. If you're a gamer and or like coffee, be sure to get over to Player One Coffee, our guys in Salt Lake City. Be sure to get yourself some of the Overclocked Omen, as it is the God's gift to gamers. Go on over to PlayerOneCoffee.com and use our discount code, GeekCastLive. Hey everybody, GCR here to tell you about a new product that we are trying to sell and that we use ourselves. It's CBD oil. If you're anything like me, as a 35-year-old overweight man, you have a sore back, you have a sore shoulder, and you fight insomnia all the time. Well, I don't anymore. CBD oil is legal in all 50 states, and this HempWorks product is fantastic. We have THC-free if you're worried about a drug test, and we have salves and creams and oils, peppermint, cinnamon, no flavor. We have everything. Go to GCLCBD.com and get some for yourself because you deserve it. If you're anything like us here at GeekCast Live, I know that almost all you've ever wanted to do in life is play wizard chess. Well, now here's your chance. You can head on over to squareoffnow.com and pick yourself up a wizard chessboard, basically. Just use our discount code GCL to get 20% and free shipping off your order. That's squareoffnow.com, discount code GCL for wizard chess today. Go buy t-shirts. <laughs> play that. Just play it. GCL thread, GCL.threadless.com. T-shirts, hats, shower curtains. Be about uh, that life. You can I probably get it life. out of toy. I anal beads. Mm-hmm. I think they have anal beads. They have leggings. Yeah, stockings, bath curtains. They got like uh, uh, Kenny Loggins' skull on a T-shirt. <laughs> it looks like Kenny Loggins, doesn't it? Wait, what was it? GCL. Dot threadless.com. That's gcl.threadless.com. 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 It's a trap! Welcome to episode 263 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and with me as always... Cartoon Joe. And with two other guys beyond. We, Joe, would you say we brought in a ringer? Is that how you would say we, we brought in like a, I, like a, I mean, a looper? Pretty accurate. A def, definite looper situation. Definitely uh, situation. From the future to kill himself, we're joined here with <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> no, just kidding. Actually, fr- uh, from uh, from the this freaking show podcast, and I believe there's a uh, just freaking wrestling podcast as well. Uh, our good friend, our family, our blood, our kin, Travis T is on. What's up, my friend? Hey guys, uh, that was that was a good intro. I like that. I do my best. Yeah, I think normally when I have guests on, I'm just like, "Here's Brad," so. and, and and now Brad. Right. I gotta now, tell you though, Brad with the weather. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, uh, this is my first time ever using this recording uh, setup you guys use. That fucking uh, robot scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, he's known he's known to do that. It's like. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, we're gonna be quiet real quick. I was like, no, we're now, we're, now recording. It's a good thing you're muted, right? 
Because, like, literally, all I heard, I'm like, fuck. Like, I turned around for a second. I felt like somebody was behind him. Like, motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're so used to it. I forgot oh. to warn you. It's okay, you guys have to be careful. I just turned so, 30. You know, my heart's less as young as it used to be. Fuck. <laughs> That's right. Happy birth week. Thanks. It's been, uh, it's you, been fun. What'd you do for your 30th? Anything special? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, if you you guys know my mother, you know that she uh, likes partaking alcohol. So yeah. on my thirtieth, uh, what the fuck was that bubbling? I that vape. I I don't know. Is that did you take did you take your mom to a place called the What the fuck is that bubbling? <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. That <laughs> um, no, we uh, we went bar hopping. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So uh, my mom. Uh, well, she dropped um, she dropped Ashley off at the airport to head back to uh, Carolina and everything. And on her way back home, she's like, "Hey, you know, do you want to go out and get drinks and shit?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's my birthday. Better than sitting on the couch." So we went out. We went to that Steam Hollow Brewing uh, that we had as a guest on our show last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, Steam yeah. Hollow. Yeah, really great place. Uh, you guys definitely need to check it out. It definitely seems like the kind of place that uh, would suit you guys more with your craft beer uh, <clears throat> enjoyment. We actually should take a field trip sometime. Uh, they got it's like a, a very steampunky, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of sleepy hollow themed kind of place. Wow, you said two things I love, right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a and sleepy hollow, yeah, yeah, it's very uh, sleep punk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, you guys would enjoy it. They fucking hate me, um, as come to find out, weird, right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, because like, no one hates Travis, but I guess he does because I know sometime in that interview I mentioned something about Bud Light, and I guess I I, I guess that's a shot to the nuts for him or something. But um, it, it's it's an awesome place. We went there, which uh, was surprising to me because Mom's not a big craft beer person, uh, and neither am I that much. But their um, their variety has gotten so much that. Anything from like IPAs and lagers and coffee flavored. Uh, they have a banana flavored one that is uh, apparently Colin's favorite. Uh, so we went there. This system Colin would love. Yo, God, yeah, uh, phallic uh, flavored shit. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we go to uh, we go to Steam Hollow. Phallic flavored beer. <laughs> phallic. Like, how can he be flavored like a shape? <laughs> Ask Colin, he'll answer it. I don't know how he does it. So we're there for a little bit. We're there for me, my mom, Colin, and my friend Dana met us up there. We're out there for a few hours. Uh, Carl, Goat Roper, was there. So he he met up with us. And after that, we went to the Country Western Bar Stampedes. Uh, We were there for a few hours. We played beer pong. Me and Carl took on Dana and Colin. We ended up winning. Went uh, back into town with the game on. And then we ended up at Fire Pit, had a bunch of shots and shit like that. And then I went home. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I drank way, way more than I expected to on that day, and I felt like the night would never fucking end. I got home, it was a quarter to nine. <laughs> Blew my mind. Like, I'm sitting like, you know, I'm thinking, like, holy shit, you know, we've been out all fucking night. Like, I've had beer upon beer upon shot upon shot. I, I got this $10 fucking bucket full of, like, you know, like this paradise drink and shit. And I'm just fucking slamming it down. I went through like a pack and a half of smokes and shit like that. And Carl ended up going home and mom's like, well, I gotta get home. Cause Carl's being an asshole. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then Dana's like, I gotta go home and take care of the dog. Colin's like, I guess the night's over. I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking take off. You know, it's pretty late anyways. Get home, lay down, look at the clock, 840. I'm like, motherfucker. I want to have got McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Three over 15 minutes. Right? Like, so you fuck? got up and got McDonald's. Is that what you oh, said? Oh yeah. Two for five Big Macs. <laughs> fuck. Nonsense. Well, there's I'm, no reason for a Big Mac. Uh, well, the biggest the biggest reason I got the Big Mac is because I um I went back into my keto diet um on Monday. <laughs> I'm on a keto diet, so I uh <laughs> I got the two for five Big Macs, extra cheese. Holy shit! Yeah, well, because I well, cheese is keto friendly. <laughs> I went back uh, I went back onto it after my birthday, so my last thing I wanted to eat was something I definitely I developed a craving for. Like I never was a fan of Big Macs up until. Maybe you like, couldn't have them. Yeah, until, until like two years ago, when I was like, I had one, and all of a sudden I jumped into fucking keto, and I'm like, you know what, fucking, the last thing I'm gonna eat that's non-keto is gonna be these fucking Big Macs. So I fucking got the Big Macs, and I woke up the next day, started taking the detox pills and all this shit, and 
oil belly. I would kill somebody for a fucking Big Mac, even half a fucking Big Mac, like a a Mac. There, there is no, there is no life sentence worth a Big Mac. And that's just, that's just my, that's my hard stance on the, on the matter. And I used to, I mean, and I, I had to agree with you back, back in the day. I just never was a big fan of Big Macs. Like it's just like it's a burger with thousand island dressing. Fuck that. Game changer when you like, especially like- especially when they the new quarter pounder with cheese is one of the best fast food fast food cheeseburgers See, that's, I've ever that's had. What, that's what I'm getting at. If you're gonna go to McDonald's, get a quarter pounder with cheese. At get a quarter pounder with cheese, extra cheese, bacon, Big Mac sauce. Now you're talking. Ooh, Jesus. Yep. I think they make like a Big Mac with quarter pounder meat on it. Uh, you can throw bacon I, on it. I, mean, fuck, I, I don't fucking know. I, I don't work at McDonald's bacon, anymore. Put bacon. <laughs> <laughs> put bacon on anything. So, how, so, so tell us, tell us about, uh, tell us about your wrestling podcast. This is this is the the newest of the two. This freaking umbrella shows, yeah. Yeah, uh, just freaking wrestling. We uh, we started that out. Uh, actually, it was weird. We started in June of uh, 2017, and it ran for about. Uh, nine months and then we went on like a large hiatus last year when uh my fucking life fell apart and uh i took a break and uh yeah we uh we started building up these relationships with these independent wrestling companies and stuff and it's been going like huge now and we're starting to develop uh, more it's weird because we're developing more characterized um um like a characterized travesty and a dizzle j and stuff than what we normally are in real life i know oh, interesting yeah i don't know if that's the right way to say it because i'm not educated but um, yeah. So we, we you're gonna have work- to you're gonna have to layman's term that for me because I don't even really know for sure what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> like the character Travis T is becoming somebody other than yeah. So than you. Yeah. So we we developed we developed these relationships with these two companies, Southland uh, Southland Championship uh, fucking A Southland Championship Wrestling and is that motorcycle? Right. Yeah. God. Damn, like clockwork. We- uh-huh. Done. 1028 <laughs> on the dot. Every Wednesday night he drives by. Uh, Southland Championship Wrestling and ARW Pro are two wrestling companies that uh, we've been working a lot with, and they actually started developing a feud with each other. And we, me and Dizzle J, uh, while going through this whole feud thing that they're going through, decided to stay, like, really impartial to the two. But the biggest problem was, like, when we go to these shows and stuff, it's hard to really get into it because we can't cheer for one compared to the other. But then we kind of decided, well, I decided because I run the fucking show that um, we're going to choose sides. We're just going to slowly merge into um, one picking SCW, one picking ARW. So I chose the ARW side because we don't know as much about ARW as we do about SCW. Um, so it's easier for me to make a bullshit. And so I chose the ARW side. So now we're kind of, competing against each other and like saying like, you know, ARW is better than SCW. SCW is more, and it's not really our, like a real feelings, but cause I love both shows. I, I don't have one, you know, that I love more than the other, but now it's kind of diving into their storylines to be more part of it for me to build up ARW as well as him to build up SCW. And there's a lot more fighting and shit involved and his girlfriend's a part of it. Now she comes on from the show time to time and, I belittle her a lot, so I'm kind of get like that more heel persona thing going to where uh, DJ could continue on being like the uh, baby face or the good guy, if you will. I'm not shocked that you've ter- you've you've turned heel. Yeah, there's a, a lot. It's of, a it's a great role for you. Yeah, there's a lot of times where um I I joke like and it's weird and um I say a lot of things I don't really mean like I I talk about how women's wrestling really was like, the high point of women's wrestling was the bra and panty matches back in like 2001 <laughs> 2002. Granted, isn't really true, but it gets a it gets an um a response from um, Liz on her show, so I can sit there and kind of just like work off of that and everything, and you know having the ability to work off people's angers and frustrations and shit, and not really so much like coming back with anything logical straight other than well no you're wrong that makes no fucking sense why would you even say that and shit like that just to piss people off more so it it helps develop the character a lot better too not so much have a debate but like people says like well no the sky's blue i'm like it ain't fucking blue Wait, no <laughs> like well yeah this is obviously blue because of the reflection of the sun onto the ocean i'm like no not one bit the grass is obviously Are you green gonna- are you gonna find yourself in a uh, in a ring? 
Is that going to happen? Uh, there's been there's been rumors about ideas for things like that. Um, whether it be um, there's one guy that we work a lot with. Uh, he's called Ingus McDuff. He actually bought one of our JFW shirts because we started a merchandise thing. And uh, we made a personalized shirt for him on the back. So as our logo on the front, on the back, it says, McDuff, I'm so cool. And he's close friends to DJ. And he wants to do something to where, like, maybe we go into the ring and do, like, a 50-50 raffle drawing thing. And he'll come out and, like, badmouth us or something like that and, like, challenge us to a match to where, like, I will like, push him. And he'll get rolled up by, like, DJ and, like, he'll be counting and stuff like that. So small things maybe like that. Right now, there's no plan for us to be involved huge in the feud, um, but they're trying to make this draw throughout the year. And we're, I guess, I don't know how the best way to say, it. like, I don't know, like a parasite trying to like fucking like burrow ourselves into it to where they have no choice but to fucking deal with us. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, like the like ahead of a tick, if you will. Um, so mm-hmm. we're we're trying we're trying to get more into it without trying to seem pushy, but they they love working with us so much because. We talk majority of our show about the independent business, and that's where we wanted to bring JFW to. Yeah, we want to talk about WWE, New Japan, a, uh, AEW, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor. Lucha Underground? Yeah, Lucha Underground. Tremendous. It's- what is that? Tell me more. <laughs> uh, Lucha Underground is a wrestling company based out of California. I believe it's uh, Chino, California. Oh, all right. Uh, where you, you, you've, ever, you've heard the term kayfabe, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that is that uh, like a is it like a street drug? No, that's the uh, the alternate reality that we all tend to agree to within the wrestling performance. Yeah, it, like it, obviously, I'm not going to pick a guy up and throw him with my dick magic, but it, if it happens in the ring, it's real. You know, like when the Undertaker turns the lights off and as he raises his hands in the entrance, the light goes on and everyone's all in awe of it. Or like that one guy who um, throws a slow motion grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the guy who has the uh, the move where he puts a girl's hand on his dick and he just does a uh, hip thrust and it throws her into like a somersault. Yeah, that's a and real. That's thing, called by the way. and that's called that's called kayfed, kayfabe, kayfabe, k a y f a b e. I believe. Is I believe that that's a correct. Japanese word. I actually don't know. Is it a what? Word? I want to know. I want to know the origin of kayfabe. Like why it's kayfabe? called. Like, yeah, like, um, what's, what is that? Like, who coined that? You know what I mean? Wrestling did. Ah, uh, fuck, I can't. I, honestly, I can tell. I know it's, like, it's a very early used term. Um, I know I have to do something with it. I, I don't want to say it's an acronym for something, but I know it's the word fake in it. Um, I just, I can't remember what the hell it is. Uh, and I'd look it up, but I won't. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah. Where the hell were we at? Oh, Lucha Underground. So um, they really dive into uh, kayfabe or things that seem so impossible. Like, like um, there's this guy called Drago, uh, and he has like this dragon uh, gimmick. Well, he shoots fucking fire. He doesn't really shoot fucking fire. It's not like him blowing whiskey out of his mouth. Like he really shoots fucking fire. Or this uh, this big ass dude who slaughtered this entire fucking village called Mil Muerte. Uh, which is like a hundred deaths or something like that in, uh, gotcha. in Spanish. Yeah. Um, that he he destroyed his entire fucking village, but there's this one guy who survived who came back to like defend the village and all this other stuff. And they do a lot of like intergender fighting. They have a trio uh, tag team champion title, which is different than anyone else. And they do a lot of high flying, high risk moves, kind of like the uh, luchadors from uh, AAA wrestling and stuff like that down in Mexico and Puerto Rico and stuff like that. So it's actually on Netflix. Gotcha. They, they throw out the entire season um, in one go. So it's it's uh, it airs off of uh, Netflix, and you can watch it. It's a pretty cool fucking show when you get more into it. But the only thing is, uh, for my years of doing um, like you know uh, videotaping wrestling and going to the wrestling school and you know learning the behinds of it all, I fall more into like wanting to know like how moves are created and like uh, promos and stuff, the more of like the background storylines and stuff like that, because after a while it almost becomes too showy and stuff. And that's what I love more about independent wrestling because they don't have like the glamor and everything where it seems like a TV show anymore. It seems like it's just guys that are actually fighting in the ring and stuff at these high schools and convention centers and uh, bingo halls and stuff like that. So. Gotcha. 
Yeah, so JFW is uh, kind of a culmination of uh, br- um, built, rebuilding independent wrestling, but at the same time keeping the updated information on the uh, stuff you see nationwide through all the other uh, big companies. Nice. It's, it's, it's interesting. Interesting to me. Is, is, there a, is this like a, you're going to have to forgive my no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> is this like a minor leagues for like the show, like the WWE? I mean, is that, or are these literally, is this the pinnacle of where these wrestlers are going to be at, have a contract with these independent wrestling associations? Or is this, is it like a breeding ground for, is the goal to move up to the, you know, to be like in a Royal Rumble with the Undertaker and Mankind? You ever see the movie uh, Field Goal no. Picking, Garbage Picking Philadelphia Phenomenon? No. With Tony Danza? No. no. Never even heard of it. Really? Oh, God, look it up. Holy shit, that's a game changer movie right there. Um, Never seen it. Oh, it's What's so it called again? Uh, garbage Picking, Field Goal Kicking, Philadelphia Phenomenon. Basically, a uh, garbage man you know, has a fucked up garbage truck. He has to kick this thing all the time to make the garbage truck close. He becomes a field goal kicker for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh. It's a good movie. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's pretty awesome. Um, no. So independent wrestling is more like, um, fucking beer league baseball or something like that. If it comes to major league baseball, it gets in the nicest. So these, so these guys aren't going to, like, have their contract picked up by, you know, the McMahon well, family. They it, they could. I mean, like, and it's, a, it's a strong possibility. There's a guy who wrestles in uh, SCW right now. They used to wrestle on Impact Wrestling. Uh, TNA, uh, based out of Florida and stuff like that. But they're, like, they're like a, definitely a minor league when it comes to, like, Major League Baseball. But it's... It's just one of the things where, like, it's not the same as if somebody goes to Florida and goes to NXT developmental training and stuff like that to go into WWE. Now, NXT is the developmental uh, training ground for WWE itself. Um, now, wrestlers, independent wrestlers who are ready enough, they could go, they could go to the class, they go uh, to a tryout and stuff like that, they get picked up, then they get an NXT contract, they go to NXT training, and eventually get caught up, but... Uh, independent wrestling has actually grown so much over the last like five years because of places like Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Ring of Honors. Uh, a lot of those guys have been uh, brought into WWE. One of the greatest wrestlers, in my opinion, um, in the business today is AJ Styles, and he just got into WWE back in like 2014. So he's only spent the last five years of his last. 25 some odd year career in like independent wrestling and stuff like that, wrestling overseas and all that shit. So I guess long story short, yes, it is possible for them to go in, but it's not a direct route to them. Uh WWE does send scouts out to regions and stuff to watch uh wrestlers and stuff like that perform at independent shows, but you have to have that right kind of uh caliber of um performance in order to be noticed by that way. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like a breeding ground. It truly is just an independent. Now, are these are these when you say independent wrestling? Are these the guys who like um, like uh, hit each other with like fluorescent bulbs and then like burn their hair off and like run barbed wire across their forearms for no reason? Is that what I'm thinking? Is that what or is this like is this is that like backyard wrestling? Is that like hobo fights? What what am I? What's in my head? <laughs> Yeah, that no, though there there are companies that are like that, um, but no, not around here. Around here, more a majority of the wrestling companies around here that are independent wrestling are more PG uh, pertaining to family shows. So um, the worst you'll get out of a show here is like maybe a chair shot to the head or something like that. They don't really um, they don't really uh, gig themselves or anything like that, um, or I'm sorry, uh, cut themselves, make themselves bleed. That means that's what gigging means. Uh, show color. Gotcha. That's another way to say it. Yeah. So, uh, no, uh, but there are companies like that who uh, have matches like that. A lot of them are more in like, in like they're like underground city kind of wrestling and shit like that, where they do the fluorescent bulbs and the, uh, you know, jumping off, you know, 20, 30 foot scaffolding through tables and landing yeah. on the floors. Yeah. yeah like, a, like a Bills game. Yeah. They're, they're more. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a Bills game. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that happens a lot overseas. Uh, they do have a tournament called uh, I think it's called Deathmatch, where uh, they do shit like that. Mick Foley, Mankind, uh, used to wrestle like Cactus Shack doing that shit. Terry Funk, uh, uh, Bruiser Brody, Abdullah the Butcher, and stuff like that. They used to do matches like that way back in the day. They don't really do that so much anymore, except for the um, unsanctioned underground uh, backyard wrestling kind of companies, but. Um, the companies that I've been to, none of them do anything like that. I think the worst I've seen is I think some guy shot mustard in someone's eye at the concession stand. So I think you should become the Mick Foley of uh independent wrestling. I could never do what Mick Foley did. Have have you seen what that motherfucker does? Yeah, no. he's I, he's been he's really hurt himself. I couldn't come close to that shit, dude. I hurt myself getting out I mean, of the couch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Undertaker dropped him what 30 feet through a table, yeah, threw him off the top of the hell in a cell. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, yeah. 30, 30 feet off the yeah. But I mean, he's done way worse than that, man. He had his ear ripped off when he got his yes, head stuck yeah. in the ring. Yeah, he did. That's true. Uh, he got thrown through the hell in a cell in the same match he got thrown off of, which wasn't supposed to happen. The cell just broke. Um, he he uh, when he fell through the rope, his uh, tooth went through his lip. Yeah, he yeah, knocked I, himself out, I believe, too. Yeah. A couple, oh, a couple God, handful yeah. of times. He's yeah, an athlete, I, man, that Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. ECW is really uh, where he should have uh, grown more. But, I mean, he brought that shit to WWE and, uh, well, did AF, I guess, 96, well, 97. He's, he's, but yeah. he's still there, isn't he? No, God, no. Uh, he, he showed is. up. Now he showed up a couple weeks ago to like display this bullshit title. And, uh, but no, he spends a lot it's of time. The, 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 the 24 7. Yeah, that stupid ass thing. No, he just he just fucking presented it. He the only reason he did that is because he was the first ever hardcore champion in WF. And back then the WD, uh, hardcore title had a twenty four seven rule on it. That's the only reason he was there. Oh. Yeah, no, he's not huh. really I mean he, he has like a legends contract with WDE where he will show up from time to time, but he doesn't really spend a lot of time there. His son uh, works at WDE as a writer, but he doesn't do that shit. He he does stand-up comedy, writes books, and hangs out in his fucking Santa suit. I thought he was. I thought he was uh, more involved than that. I thought he was mm. kind of like uh, Triple H, where he's like the CEO now or something. Oh no, so, uh, Triple H uh, married into the McMahon family. That's why he's still there. Oh. He's uh, he's huh. the um, oh, the COO, and he also uh, runs. The I was a, I was a big like uh, like Attitude Era NWO guy. That's that was my. That's that's when I watched a lot of professional wrestling. At ninety six and ninety eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, you know, uh, Razor Ramon, X Pac, and Scott Styles and Big Papa Pump. Scott Ste- Steiner. Steiner, yeah, Steiner. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, yeah, the Steiner brothers, Scott and Rick Steiner, yeah, Big yeah, Papa. yeah, 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 Big Papa Pumps. You when uh, you know, when when our when our guy Hulk Hogan did his heel turn at SummerSlam, that was kind of when I was like, all right, I'm into this. Fish at the beach, yeah, ninety seven. I was into it. I was into it for about uh, for a hot minute, a nice hot minute, and then I decided this is dumb. <laughs> and, I, and that's and that's the thing too. It's uh, you, I mean, you actually watched wrestling when it was like the high point of wrestling. I mean that that was back then, like when people watched wrestling, like the ratings through uh, television was like six point eight. They were 7. through 2. the roof. Yeah, now they're at like they're barely pushing four point twos and shit like that. I mean, back in the, and that was back like when they're people when they're allowed to do it, like when they're trying to get that fourteen to twenty eight year old age range. Now they're too busy on. You know, trying to make sure they don't say damn too many times, you know. And well, mm-hmm. I don't remember there also being wrestling every night, too. It was like an event. Now it's like you've got like Monday night raw, but that's after like Sunday night action, which is actually Saturday night pump, which is right after Friday night lightning, which is right after Thursday night, you know, Jimmy Jams. I, I it just it seems it seems like there's rest, there's wrestling on television every night. And if I remember, I didn't. I don't remember it being that way. Mid nineties. No, it around around ninety five, ninety six is when um, the ACW started doing the Monday Nitro and the uh, Thursday uh, Thunder and stuff like that. But at the same time, that's when WWE uh, had the Monday Night Raw and the you know Thursday SmackDown. So they had four different wrestling shows. They're just on two different days. But now. 
if you have the WD Network and you're a true WD fan, you can watch Monday Night Raw on Monday. You can watch SmackDown on Tuesday. You can watch NXT on Wednesday, 205 Live on Tuesday. If you're a fan of Impact Wrestling, that's on Friday. New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe, is on Thursday. Um, AEW, I think, is coming on TV uh, here in October, and that's going to be on Tuesday. Pay-per-views are on Sunday. So, I mean, wrestling, you can find wrestling almost all day, every day, depending on what, you know, what uh, companies you want to watch. Right. Wild. Wrestling, the weird thing is, like, people are still viewing wrestling as much as they did back in the 90s. They're just not watching WWE as much anymore because WWE has been so watered down that they don't want to do the shit that people in, like, AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan stuff are willing to do. And that's the thing that sucks for them because they're the biggest ones and everyone hears about WWE. But when they sit there and say, like, well, you know, I want to watch wrestling, but I don't want to see some dude fucking, you know, just hit somebody in the gut with a chair because they can't take a chair shot anymore because they have concussion protocols. Well, they do that shit in AEW because they don't give a fuck. I mean, they know the risk and everything get involved in it. You know, if you take it right, you don't have to worry about, you know, the concussion stuff, which, granted, they do happen. I'm not going to say they don't happen if you're cautious enough, but they don't push that envelope anymore like every other wrestling company does. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I am curious about uh, just you brought up the concussion issue. Uh, I, in the news recently, there's been a lot of talk about how WWE doesn't really take care of the health care of its of its wrestlers. Do any of these uh, more independent companies or or not WWE companies do a better job of caring for their uh, performers? Um, do you know, or is that really just not talked about? No, it's 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 weird because uh, so wrestlers are independent contractors, which right. means that they have to get their own insurance. They have to take care of themselves for much. Everything they pay for, they pay for themselves. They don't they don't get tickets paid for to fly out. They don't get like you know hotels and everything paid for. Everything is paid for through them. Uh, they do have trainers and stuff at the shows that will do um, a concussion test or you know who who will bandage uh, a laceration if they get cut open and stuff like that, ice you know a bruise and whatnot. But if there's an issue that they say, hey, listen, you may need something further than that, then they'll send them to a specialist that they work with, like, you know, right away. But they're the right. ease capable of doing it because they're so big. You go to these other companies, again, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, all these other companies, they're not really that big. You know, it's like, hey, take some Tylenol. If you don't feel well tomorrow, go to a doctor. Gotcha. So they're they're a lot more willing to to sort of exploit their yeah. – performers willingness to to do to just be part of the sport yeah and and that's gotcha. yeah and i don't that, i don't necessarily mean that negatively i'm just i'm trying to become informed <laughs> oh it, you know and as weird as like there's been so much backlash when it comes to day to e um um medics and uh, trainers and stuff as it is i mean like if you look back at like you know what happened a lot of people like you know they narrowed down to chris van wa mm-hmm. and everything because of concussions and all that stuff roid rage or whatever um you look at uh uh, Mr. Kennedy, he was a wrestler back in, I think, 2003, 2004, something like that. He won something called a Money in the Bank where you're supposed to be able to cash in your title whenever you want, or you cash in this uh, briefcase for a title shot whenever you want without notice. <clears throat> um, one of the trainers said that he tore his bicep and had to give up the uh, briefcase. So he gave up the briefcase, went down to get his uh, bicep checked in, ready for surgery, and they said he wasn't torn, it was just inflamed. Oh, so the geez. trainer fucked up. Uh, CM Punk, who was a wrestler in WWE for almost eight years, he had this growth on the back of his uh, on a, on his um, lower back, like right by his ass. That they said it was just some swelling or something. That just take a Z pack, take a Z pack, take a Z pack. He ended up walking out of the company, quitting. Went to a doctor, found out he had a staph infection. Oh, jeez. So there's been a lot of issues, and there was a lawsuit between that because the uh, trainer said that wasn't true, and then a lot of people came around saying it was true. Um, but there has been so many issues when it comes to 30 trainers and what people are saying and everything that's coming out more that they're not as reliable or trusting as they should be. But, um, you know, it's, gotcha. it's, it's just one of the things like, you know, you just, you just hear what comes out like between people. You're like, unless you're really there, you really don't know. Cause there are people who say like, you know, the daddy is the best, you know, everything, you know, they take care of you. They do this and the other thing. There are people who are like, they, they don't take, take care of you. They just care about the money. You know, Vince McMahon's a fucking psychopath and shit like that. And right. You know, No, he is he, a he is a psychopath. Oh, he is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you uh, <laughs> if you ever get a chance, go ahead and Google uh, uh what the fuck is it called? Wyatt's uh Playhouse or some shit like that. See that fucking storyline hitting raw lately. 
Wyatt's Playhouse? Yeah, it's uh, Bray Wyatt has like a Pee Wee Herman type Pee Wee's Playhouse thing going on, but it's blended with uh, Jeepers Creepers or some fucking shit. I don't know. Good Lord. Yeah, terrifies me. Watch Raw Women's Rod, that's it. (laughs) That's funny. I sometimes don't understand what happens on my own show. I I feel you. I feel you. Uh, speaking of our own show, uh, we did ask you to bring uh, your lists, your top three lists of uh, of best WWE superstars. And uh, we were talking before the show, Ryan, uh, the, the number of ways you can split the hair uh, on that question is interesting. So Travis has brought a number of lists to discuss with us. Great. Well, I was well because like I I get a message from Joe saying like, hey, just give your top three uh, favorite wrestlers or top uh, top three best idea of wrestlers. And it's like, well, how do you want it to find like the most popular, the actual the best wrestlers? Or are you focused on just WWF or like all time? You know what John or era are you looking at? So, I mean, like really, I mean, I yeah, I just made a couple of them to kind of like cover my basis on which like kind of like list you're looking for, and to just name three is really fucking hard. I want your three just favorite. Your personal just like, I like that. I like the cut of his jib. Your three favorite. And then give me, the your in your opinion, the three best at what they did, whether they were your favorite or not. Okay. Oh, geez. Let me, let me pick my list then. So, all right. So if I, if I had to go on my top three favorite wrestlers of all time – um, SB AJ Styles, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, Randy Savage. Um, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin because he was completely different than any other wrestler there was. Like, you know, he brings in the attitude, uh, you know, standing up to the boss and like, you know, he's like the first person to actually like, you know, like could go up to his boss and say, hey, fuck you and like do something about it. Obviously, again, kayfabe. But I mean, people kind of like lived through that, like, you know, doing to their boss what they wish they could do, but they can't. So just watch Stone Cold Steve Austin do it. Uh, AJ Styles is so, like, so boss boss fight fantasy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I dig fantasy. that. I dig that fantasy. I mean, yeah, I guess fantasy would work. That's kind of weird, but yeah. Like from from our perspective. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From the audience, from the audience perspective, we're we're living through, we're living yeah. vicariously through him. I get it. You don't have to explain it. I get it. I I too. I watch too yeah. much porn where fantasy becomes something different. Mm, mm, so I get gotcha. it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think fantasy. Had good was Stone Cold considered a heel or a face? Um, he for a majority of his career he was portrayed as a heel, but at that attitude era time, people liked the heel. So he uh, was. That makes sense. Okay. The anti. That's, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's how he's referred to as the anti-hero. Um, AJ Styles. If you guys ever want to look at who the best wrestler is, it's AJ Styles because he has the ability. To have technical fights where it's all grappling, submission moves, and stuff like that, suplexes, as well as high flying moves when he does the 450 splash, the flying elbows, and things like that. But he also is really, really good at doing promos and talking and stuff like that, like being like the underdog guy because he's only like 5'8, 5'9, so he's a small fucking dude, but put into the ring with like these bigger guys. He, you think to yourself, there's no way this guy could, you know, take out, you know, this man, but he finds a way to do it. So he's like that underdog story that's really cool. And obviously, Shawn Michaels is my. Did I say Shawn Michaels is my third one? No, Randy Savage. I, Randy no, Randy Savage. Savage. I'm sorry. There's too many lists. I told you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Randy Savage was like that blend of like Hulk Hogan and uh, Ultimate Warrior put into one. Right. That's exactly like, what he was. Like he has like that that weird maniac style of Ultimate Warrior, but toned down to like a Hulk Hogan presence. Uh, and again, Macho Man was one of the smaller guys too. He was only like five nine, five ten. But he has such a larger than life personality that those promos, I mean, like people sit there and you think, like, you think Macho Man, the cream of the crop, the Macho King, uh, you know, Miss Elizabeth and shit like that. Like, he has such a presence about him that he just draws you in just by his promos, not even his matches. That's not like some gyms. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, give me, give me another, give me another list. Give if you pick the list, give me one. Okay. Um, if I had to pick the best, um, the best superstar, or the most popular superstars in the WWE, 
Um, it would be Hulk Hogan, Savage, and The Undertaker. And these are just based on like like their longevity or their like um their history within the business. Like Hulk Hogan created, I mean, he was the reason there was a WrestleMania. Um, you know, his he was the one that brought crowds into WWE. Like, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, WWE wouldn't be as big as it was. WrestleMania wouldn't be as big as it was. You know, he he brought these you know children and like adults and just like everyone like in just based on who he was. The Undertaker the same way. The Undertaker's been wrestling WWE for thirty years. Like, he has a wrestling he he uh I think he showed up in like ninety ninety one. He has a wrestling match in Saudi Arabia next weekend. So he's still wrestling all these years. Yeah. But even then, he wrestled in the mid-80s as Mean Mark Callis in, like, DCW and AWA and stuff like that. Um, But when you think of WWE and you think of, like, all these top-name guys, you know, people think, like, John Cena and all that shit, but I fucking hate John Cena. Um, The Undertaker is at the top of the list because of how long he's been there. The the WrestleMania streak, you know, the 20... I think it was like 21 and 0 before he ended up losing to Brock Lesnar. And then he went to 22 and 1 and then 22 and 2 and so on and so forth. So, and then again, if, if, if you really build into kayfabe, those entrances he had, absolutely amazing. You know, the dark, uh, oh God, what the hell is the word? It begins with an M. Magic? Uh, nope. Cobb. Nope. Macabre. Macabre. Oh, Macabre. Like the Macabre. I mean, like, like the dance. Like, yeah, it's just it was just so fucking creepy. Like it's just like there were people, even wrestlers, even wrestlers who knew how his entrance uh, worked and how he they watched it for decades, still got goosebumps as he you know walked down the aisle to that that tone, that that death knell sound, and the uh, this the funeral home uh, piano, the organ, and all that shit. Uh, and even when he changed, when he went from being the Phenom Undertaker to the American Badass, he came out as a Limp Biscuit or Kid Rock and shit like that and came out on a motorcycle. Not many wrestlers have the ability to change their character or even change back to it without, like, you know, the fans, like, losing interest. And he did it with no problem whatsoever. He fucking killed it. And then, I mean, obviously, Ultimate Warrior is one of those great guys who just, like, he self-destructive fucking psychopath who just ran down there, had a match for, like, a minute and 45 seconds and called it good <laughs> yeah there was a there was a promo i don't know if you guys ever saw because I, I don't know how much you guys actually watch wrestling like the late 80s I, well, Joe, you weren't born i wasn't born uh, in the late 80s uh late 80s early 90s where there's this huge food uh feud with the Undertaker versus ultimate warrior and um jade to snake roberts who was another great wrestler um definitely uh underrated uh Ultimate Warrior asked you know Jake Snake for help and everything because he had to go into this casket match with the Undertaker and Jake betrayed him. You know he put him into right. the, he went into his room, opened up this uh, coffin and there was a cobra in there and it bit the Ultimate Warrior in the neck and he busted through this big ass wooden dungeon like door, fell to the ground, and just slowly faded out and eventually came back and revived because I mean if you get you know bitten in the neck by a cobra you have a good chance of living I guess I don't know. <laughs> Kayfabe. Um, right. So weird. <laughs> um, I love it. I'm fascinated by the concept of kayfabe. But also, uh, The Undertaker is, is one of my favorites of all time. I used to play him uh, almost exclusively in all of the wrestling video games that we had growing up. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys. Like, you know, when people think, like, you know, who are the top, you know, the top guys in all of wrestling, it's, it's always either Hulk Hogan, um, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Sting. You know, it's, you know, it, you just, right. just, even DCW, you know, like when you look at Sting, you know, Sting was, Sting was there from the very beginning up to, like, you know, when it rose until it got sold. And he was the last guy, like, in that group to actually go to WWE. Like, he didn't have his first WWE match in his career until, like, 2015. And he wrestled at WrestleMania against Triple H. Lost, which was a joke. I think that was poor booking, but I mean, that's on them. Mm-hmm. You haven't said anything about Ric Flair. Uh, um, Ric Flair or, t- is or, not. Or, or Tully Blanchard or Arn Anderson. Oh, or or Andre the Giant or King Kong Bundy or the Iron Sheik. What do you what do you want to talk about them to where you think that they like are that high up with everyone else? I, Ric Flair, I get. The only problem is I just don't like Ric Flair. I like nothing about him. I think he's overhyped. Um, he is a big part of wrestling, but when it comes to wrestling, 
there wasn't much to his um um his like I guess like his wrestling ability. I mean, other than like some chops, wooing, and a figure four leg lock, <laughs> he really didn't do much. Nothing like, wrong with wooing. It's like well, he's a sixteen time champion. I'm like, well, yeah, but the motherfucking loss is sixteen times. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm sorry, but in order to win the title that many times, you have to lose it. It's like um oh god, who is the uh oh I can't think of the fucking guy's name now. Um like Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who's the uh I can't remember the fucking guys now? Bruno, Bruno San Martino. He was only Bruno champion. San Martino. Yeah, he, he was only Thank a two time champion. Right? God, he's all of Bruno. He is all famous because he only he only won the title twice, but combined he held the title for like ten thousand fucking days. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say years. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he beat Jesus for this fucking right. title. He's actually a character in Big Trouble in Little China. Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was he was Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan was even Hulk Hogan. And um say, say Hulk another, Hogan for the radio era. Say another sentence where you say Hulk Hogan's name three times like that. <laughs> I bet you can't. There's only one <laughs> sentence. It's Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. That's it. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. But that's who Bruno was. It's like when let me try this. <clears throat> it's like with John Cena. John Cena became Hulk Hogan. You know, even after Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. That was three, right? That works. Yeah, that's pretty uh, good. Right, but even then, even when fucking John Cena was there, Hulk Hogan was there being Hulk Hogan. As if he came out <laughs> the Jimmy Hendrix voodoo child wearing a fucking uh, what the fuck that boa feathery fucking thing, uh, strumming his uh weight uh weight belt like a guitar. Even then, he's so I mean, fucking Hulk Hogan, man. God, Hogan. Hulk Hogan is the uh, Tom Brady of WWE. Oh, yeah, he's like the Brett Favre because Brett Favre I think is better than Tom Brady. Well, you're really just taking it's just hot takes after hot takes. Stretched it beyond any ability for me to participate. Andrea Perry, 85 Super Bowl champ, also battle royal uh, contender at one of the WrestleManias in the D. Just saying. Which which uh, 19th century German theologian is best represented by Hulk Hogan? Uh, <laughs> Help me yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, Diamond, the answer is Diamond Dallas Page. EDP. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page. Fun text. Not sure, uh, not sure if you know this, but you said you're a fan of uh, Razor Ramon there, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you know uh, Razor Ramon, before he was Razor Ramon, was in WCW as a Diamond Stud <laughs> who was managed by Diamond Dallas Page? I did not know that. Yeah. Not only that, Diesel, who Kevin Nash was in WWF before he was Diesel uh, WWF, he was in WCW where he was either Vinny Vega or the Great Oz or some other stupid ass thing. But yeah, also, uh, DDP oh. was actually the reason Scott Hall and Kevin Nash got into WCW, which that means DDP is the only reason the NWO was created. It's a fun fact for the week. Well, I, I just remember at one point Diamond Dallas Page. And Carl Malone tag teamed with uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was, uh, I, think that, I think that was Halloween Havoc 96, I think, 95. Yeah. 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 Also, DDP tagged with Jay Leno to take on Hulk Hogan and uh, Dennis Rodman at a pay per view. Yes, he did. Yes, that he is did. correct. David Arquette. And, I, and I, believe, I believe even our president has been in the ring. That's true. Trump, yeah. Trump got Stone Cold stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's also a Hall of Famer, by the way. So. He is Stone the WWF Cold. Hall of Fame. Stung? Stone Cold Stunner, yeah. Oh, uh, Stoner. Stunner. Okay. I Sorry. believe it. I believe it. At one point, there's a picture where it's like Trump and his family, and it's like everyone, and they're in the Oval Office. It's like everyone in this. Everyone in this picture has been stunned by Stone Cold Steve. Yeah, there's that was it's uh, it's Donald Trump and the McMahon family and a couple children. And it says like 64% of this <laughs> picture has been stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. Uh speaking of being stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh Travis, what are you geeking on this week? Um well, I'm on vacation uh, this week from work uh, because, uh, obviously, because of um, 
uh, what you call my birthday. So I've just been taking the time to kind of clean up the house and everything, relax, uh, hanging out with some people, catching up with uh, some friends and family. So dad, my dad came out today, so I got to spend time with him. And uh, my mom, for as cool as she is, uh, bought me a um, a webcam uh, that I'm going to uh, be able to use to start creating YouTube videos uh, for the wrestling podcast. So I've been uh, trying to work with that nice. and learn how to do that. So it's I'm really happy for that. And uh, apparently uh, I'm as dumb as I thought I'd be when it comes to technology. So I'm really learning how to uh, work that shit. Not, not, your, not your strong suit? I've got technology? God, not one bit. I've been making t-shirts and shit for uh, the podcast. And I'm surprised people are buying them. Holy shit. I'll do it. I don't have to do it. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm trying. I'm not going to lie. I think they I think they turn out pretty well. But, I mean, fucking perfectionists are probably like, you know, that graphic art kind of sucks. I'm like, well, I want to use paint 3D. So get off my ass, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What did you just say? Play CDs and get off my ass? <laughs> Yeah, that's no. what I heard. Sorry. Basically, no, basically, I've been taking our logos and stuff. Like that. It's going to 3D paint and everyone just, you know, pull, oh. the, uh, pull the image on and making the yeah. shirt out of it. Makes so much more <laughs> sense contextually. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone Sorry. needs anymore. No, man. Fuck. <sighs> I tried the other day. Listen to a CD? I did. It was uh, Queen's Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Oh, okay. S- Spotify not working or? No, I just I I uh, saving my data. Uh, like I have a CD. Music so. What? You just don't feel like listening to good music, or? Oh uh, no, I like I like Queen a lot. It's one of my faves. Mm, okay, I just I, there's so many other options out there. There are quite a few options, but I was feeling I, I was Queen. feeling belting the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and Bicycle Race. I'm just kidding. I was, gonna make a, I was gonna make a Nickelback joke, but even I can't pull that off. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't, I think I'd hang up on you. You tried to say that <laughs> Nickelback is better than Queen. Look at this phone. No, okay. <laughs> is, it, is it my turn to ask GCR ways for uh, geeking on? Who do I get to ask, I get to ask GCR ways geeking on? GCR. What are you? Yeah. Using? Yeah. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, doing a Song of Ice and Fire and its novellas reread. I has been spending a lot of time in the trenches with uh, Dunk the Lunk Thick as a Castle Wall lately. Um, I'm about halfway through Mystery Night, um, which will be my first time reading Mystery Night, actually. Um, I've never read, read it. I've read Sworn Sword and um, what's the other one? Hedge Knight. Are these all part of the Dunk? And egg. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah the three Dunkin' Egg novellas. They're really gotcha. good. Um, I believe that it's cool. Like uh, you know, in the first book, there's a the the trial trial of the seven, which is really cool. I think it's a concept you'd like, Joe. Sounds. Um, I mean, just by the name, it sounds like something I'd like. And I'm and I'm rereading. Uh, I'm a couple chapters into my uh, Thrones reread, so I'll eventually get through all of them. Nice. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I need to. I, I I needed to do a reread anyway. Yeah, I've been really wanting to do one, but uh, I'm missing three fifths of my books. Oh no, shit! So I, I lent I lent two of the earlier books out back uh, back when I was at Purdue, and I don't think I've gotten them back. And I think Rob has my copy of Dance. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be that's that's hard to do a reread with books. Yeah, and you can't you cannot listen to them. No, you know, I know mm-hmm. that George. I know that Martin and Dotrice were good friends. I know that there's, you know, he was just, in the show and all that. But now that, here's the thing is that. Was, Do- was he not friends with anybody who could read better? Well, Dotrice has died. So. That's true. When death. Well, when wins come out, they're going to have to do a reread. Or someone's going to do the audiobook. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully they go and just like republish them with the new guy. I would love that. Um, Harry Lloyd, who played uh, uh, Viserys, and mm-hmm. uh, he reads some of the Duncan Egg novellas. Oh, um, and then Ian Glenn, who was Jorah Mormont, he reads the uh, the Dance of the Dragons. Nice, uh, I've heard that one. It's tremendous. It's he he does a really good job. He does a really good job. 
And then there's another guy who did the audio version of Fire and Blood. I don't know who it is, but mm-hmm. he's some. He sounds to be like a. He's probably a, an actual like a British knight. Um, it's probably like like Sir George Godall, Michael or Palin or something. Yeah, he. It's it's really well done though, and he's got that light British tilt to his voice, so mm-hmm. it kind of seems like it's like a like appropriate accent for the story. Um, and those are actually, I mean, I support artists, please, but those are available in a broke down snippets on YouTube, but just throw that out there. Word. I dig it. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm deep in a song of ice and fire reread, uh, this week. Nice. So Joe, how about you? What are you geeking on? I, uh, I was hoping to be geeking on, uh, housing and having found it finally, but, uh, Every apartment we've applied to has fallen through this week. So instead, uh, I've been filling the void with uh, different books and audiobooks. I've read this week uh, uh, Marie Kondo's um, Tidying Up, I think is the title of it. And also, um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the book was. This brings me no joy. Right? Uh, Oh, listen, it was option B by Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. And then for fiction this week, I read um, Jetty Wilkerson. Wilkerson? Wilkinson. Yeah, our guy Jetty. Our guy Jetty from the big group uh, wrote a book, came out last year called Fallen Avatar. Yeah. And uh, it was a very slow burn. It took me a good nine chapters to get into it. But once I was in, like the story picks up and I couldn't put it down. Really? Um, Yeah. Yeah, once you get past like it's like chapter ten, I'd say, uh, you really you really get into it. Um, he he just he does so much world building, and there's especially at the beginning, it feels like he's trying to be George R. R. Martin. Uh, well, we much. all are, right? Uh, and and but once once he actually gets into the plot, and it's not as much world building, it's it's really a really good story, and I really found myself captivated by it by the end. Um, I actually even went into the big group and was like, hey, man, when's the next one coming out? Because I'm ready for it. Well, I, I might have to pick up some Fallen Avatar. Yeah. So it's just, I think I think what makes it tough is, so so with Martin, when you're doing Game of Thrones, his first, like, ten chapters are all the same character. Like, it's everybody who's in Winterfell. Right. And so when you have something from Bran's point of view, you're getting to know Bran, but you're also interacting with the other characters who you've already gotten to know a little. Whereas with, with Fallen Avatar, you're jumping around the entire world and getting to know all of these different characters in their settings. And so it just, just the second you start to care about them, you jump to a new character. And it's like, ah, God damn it. A little jarring. A little bit, a little bit. But once once you can get through that and you and you start reading the, the I think it's like Trebortsan two, because uh, that's one of the characters is the wizard Trebortsan. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, so I've said it differently now twice. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it though. But uh, uh, once you, once you get in his second chapter, you're like, okay, cool, and then and then it starts to pick up. So I I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. You can get it. I got it on Kindle for like five bucks. Uh, so hop on Amazon, get it for $5 on Kindle. It, it was worth $5 to me. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say any more about that. The other thing I, I'm geeking on this week, finally replaced my iPad. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've been, it's, that's why I really haven't been on my phone this week. In case you were wondering about my lack of response times. Uh, yeah, I got myself a new iPad Pro 11 inch um, with a case that should prevent me from ever breaking it. You'll like that. Yeah, I, I've lo- I love it so far. So, very, very excited. Worth it, man. Absolutely. So, that's what I'm geeking on this week. The whole mess of things. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Travis, thanks for, um, you know, thanks for being our ringer today. Thanks for being our, our, interim, uh, our interim host. Yeah, I, I I love talking to you guys, whether it be uh, here on the pod 
or uh you know in person either way i think we always uh have a good time chit-chatting uh, i'm glad we uh, had it here because i just listened to the uh first show i was on with you guys back in 2015 uh like a couple weeks ago and i was like man i back on there which it's weird because i think i'm over two on uh being on the show without um nico he wasn't on the last show i, was on I think either. you're right no you're probably yeah. right it was, it, like, was, it was it was just you three uh rob basie you and uh you know, I don't think he. I don't think he had joined the show full time yet. At that I point, don't know. I, I know. I know. I was told that he wasn't going to be on, which I was okay with because he was the. I mean, he was the one who was uh, like the biggest wrestling fan. I think of all four of you guys. So I was like really eager beaver about you know chatting with them, but he's dodging me, I guess. So. Well, he's uh, the uh, he's the artful dodger. The artful dodger. He's also uh, eighty hour work week and twenty hour kid stuff, Dad. Yeah, I think uh, I there's probably more. There's probably more than I get to say. Um, than but I thought I remember one time you guys like had a show where, uh, he was like like driving to work while he was on his phone when you guys were doing the show once or something. Oh, that's oh, that, happened, that happens more than once. Okay, because I remember listening to at least one show where he was talking about like he was driving on the highway with like the phone and everything, uh, like like going to work and something like that had like sitting on the dash or something like that. I'm like, that's commitment right there. Like fuck if I if I if you I can't be, make it, you gotta be one with your craft. Yeah, I mean yes. you can ask Joe. I mean, like if I can't make one episode, we go on hiatus for like six months. So that's, that's yeah. true. That happened. Uh, all out, all out of a fucking groove. Like hey, you know I can't make the show this week. Okay, that's cool. I'll see you in fucking December. <laughs> so, well, where can our I, listeners uh, find your guys' stuff? Uh, yeah, uh, this freaking show or just freaking wrestling. They're both on Instagram, Twitter, and. Uh, Facebook, just by searching JFW Podcast or this freaking show. Uh, both podcasts can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Again, just by searching JFW Podcast or this freaking show. Um, yeah. Also, uh, JFW Podcast is on YouTube. We're going to start doing videos soon. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to start recreating old promos, like popular promos and stuff like that. And we're also um, going to do a uh, lot of fucked up things on there, like a lot of like late night show game show things we're going to kind of rip off and do. so. That's all gonna be part of FreakNet Studios. So I'm excited. Fantastic. Sounds like fun. Oh yeah. If you like what you heard and you want to give us money to uh make us happy, go to Patreon. Uh just search for Geekcast Live and uh back us at whatever level you feel monetarily responsible. Also, if you like what you heard and you wanna make Head on over to gcl.threadless.com and get yourself a sweet, sweet t-shirt. We've got uh, many varieties now. You can be heckin' pumped. You can let people know how you feel negatively about tradition. Uh, and you can get yourself a Kenny Loggins t-shirt before he dies. And there so, might even, and there might even, you just Joe Fasia'd Kenny Loggins and Kenny Rogers, by the I way. I sure did. Sure yeah. did. <laughs> and there might, and there might even be some new shirts coming. Um, I know that if you're if you're in the big group, you've uh, heard the phrase "enjoy the orca." That may be coming soon. Indeed, indeed. Get on iTunes. Give us a five story. Us who wrestler, professional or otherwise, uh, as long as it's not Jerry Lawler. King word. Also, uh, give us a, a like and a follow. On, uh, book the Twitter. Uh, I think those are the only real things we are on. Uh, join our, our Facebook group. It's it's fairly lively from time to time. And uh, all you got to do is hop onto either of those places and search GeekCast Live. Look for the three blue moons. Call your grandparents. Bye. Check this.
motherfucker.